The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by IBM. Big data at the speed of business. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome members of our armed forces, especially those of you serving overseas and are joining us over the Internet today. And also a special welcome to listeners who are tuning in on new radio affiliates in Oklahoma, Oregon, New Mexico, Florida, and across all 50 states. Thank you for making us part of your Newsweek. Well, folks, it is that time of year again. Time for Americans to spend over 6 billion hours preparing and filing their tax returns. That's right. More than 6 billion hours of productivity will go into filing our taxes. Just imagine how much further ahead the government might be if that time were reallocated to taxable wages. Our scheduled guest, Christopher Bergen, fell ill today and was not able to join us. But fortunately, Bergen's colleague, Senior Tax Policy Counsel Robert Goulder, was able to uh, step in to to fill the gap and to talk about our biggest misconceptions about taxes and whether the current tax code can be reformed or Congress would be better off starting with a fresh sheet of paper. But before Mr. Goulder joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. Robert Goulder earned his undergraduate degree from the University of Michigan, his law degree from George Washington University, and his Master's of Law from Georgetown University Law Center. While attending Georgetown, Goulder worked for the United States Tax Court. He practiced law in Virginia and the District of Columbia at law firms Jones Day and By, Connington, and Malone. He then joined tax analysts in 1999, where he served as editor-in-chief of Tax Analysts International Publications for 14 years, coordinating coverage of international tax issues for Tax Analysts Tax Notes International, Worldwide Tax Daily, and Worldwide Tax Treaties Publications. Since 2014, Mr. Goulder has served as Senior Tax Policy Counsel for Tax Analysts. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report, renowned expert on tax law, Mr. Robert Goulder. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Goulder. Well, thank you, Rebecca. It's a real pleasure to be on your program. Well, it is a pleasure to have you, and thank you for filling in. (laughs) We appreciate it. I understand Mr. Bergen has fallen ill. Yeah, I wonder if that had something to do with uh, filling out uh, his tax reform, maybe uh, (laughs) self-inflicted wounds. 
<laughs> it's that time of year. I'm sure there's a lot of Americans that are feeling a bit ill. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, lots of indigestion to go around. So um, there you uh, go. Keep an ample supply of aspirin uh, on the counter because you might need it if you haven't filed your return yet. There you go. Uh, the latest estimates claim that Americans will spend between six and seven billion with a B hours mm-hmm. filing their tax returns this year. And the IRS itself estimates that uh, the average burden on taxpayers is roughly 13 hours each to gather up their receipts and fill out forms and so on. Uh, does that sound right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I think they might even be lowballing it. I mean, it's it's shocking and it's uh, atrocious that uh, the system is as complicated as it is. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that we should live in some sort of a, a state of anarchy and, and not have a government and things like that. We do need to pay our taxes. As a wise man once said, it's the price we pay for living in a uh, civilized society. But the, 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 the sheer complexity of it is just baffling. And, and uh, I can think of no better example of that than the AMT, the alternate minimum tax. So, so many Americans actually have to calculate their taxes twice. It's not enough to do it once, but we actually force you to do it twice and then pay the higher of what you owe, either under the income tax or the AMT. And sometimes if you don't owe AMT, you have to go through all these hours of calculating it just to find out you don't owe the tax. So apart from whether you want big government or small government or apart from 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 uh, issues of uh, behavioral incentives and whether you think the, the, the tax code should be encouraging you to buy or to rent or to have large families or small families, apart from all of that, it, it's as if complying with the tax is a separate tax in and of itself. That's right. But, but let's take an extreme case like the 1040 easy form. You know, even that form, the IRS itself says that Americans spend between four and six hours filling out the easiest form there is. Yeah, that, and it doesn't get any easier than that. So, <laughs> so that is an indictment. Uh, there, there should be more talk, frankly, Rebecca, about tax simplification. When you know, there's a lot of discussion uh, in Washington D.C. right now about doing tax reform, and will it happen this year? Will it happen next year? Will it happen before Congress does uh, uh, health care? Uh, will it come after health care? And, and all of those sort of uh, um, granular issues. Um, but I think what they really need to focus more on is simplification. Because uh, there's a lot of lobbyists in, in, in Washington saying we want, need breaks for this sector of the economy or breaks for that sector of the economy. I don't know of any um, lobbyists running around D.C. just pushing for sheer simplicity for the sake of simplicity. But that would be. But, a but much there's more. an upside here that for the government to simplify, and that is that that all of these hours that are being spent filing our tax returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IRS says they cost about uh, the, the overall cost is about one hundred sixty eight billion dollars of time that goes into filing. Now, just imagine if we took that six to seven billion hours and and even, you know, some portion of it went to taxable wages. If we sure. could apply that to work, wouldn't the government come out ahead? They would come out ahead, and the people would come out ahead. This is what economists call a pure deadweight loss. And um, ideally, we should try to do something structurally to get around it. 
there are ideas sometimes floated out there. Sometimes they come from think tanks. Sometimes they come from academia. You know, uh, there, there, there's a gentleman I know who's big on this idea of a national retail sales tax. In other words, saying get most of the public off of the income tax rolls and just introduce a, a, a sales tax so that, in effect, you're paying for the federal government when you go to a fast food restaurant and get a cheeseburger or when you go to the department store and buy a pair of socks. Um, now, that probably won't happen, and some of those ideas are a bit far-fetched. Uh, they sound good because you're not filing a, 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 a tax return, but to actually pay for the cost of government, you'd probably need a sales tax rate in the 30-40% range. And I don't think the uh, the body politic would be interested in that. Um, certainly, that could have even effects on aggregate demand uh, and the overall economy if you were to do something like that. But yeah, you're, you're, you're quite correct. There, there's this deadweight loss. The government would be better off because they would have more tax receipts, and the people would be better off because that portion of their income they're not paying to the IRS goes into their own pocket. That's right. And I don't think the American public, and I think the media has done a terrible job uh, over this, so I'm going to try to straighten this out today, is I don't think the American public understands that every year we're going to be spending somewhere over six or seven billion hours of unproductive time figuring out what to send to the government. Mm-hmm. And and if we just even took a portion of that and made it into wages, you know, actual productive work, the impact that would have on the economy alone, that one thing. Yeah, I agree. And that's just the federal taxes. You haven't even brought I up. I haven't even gotten into taxes. state or yes. sales tax or <laughs> property taxes yeah. or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying the one federal mm-hmm. thing we could do. Just just one simple thing is to say, look, six to seven billion hours is is too much. It's it's a that those hours alone are a tax. Yeah, that's shocking. But uh, yet that's that's where we are. And the uh, traditional deadline for filing your tax returns of April 15th uh, is coming up in just a few days. That's Although right. this year. And, and, and we'll go. We'll go spend week. six and seven billion uh, hours uh, getting ready to to figure out what what we should write our checks for. It's just uh, it's astounding. It's an astounding figure. Uh, we have to take our first break, but stay where you are. We'll be right back with more from Robert Goulder. You're listening to the Costa Report. Big data is changing the way organizations work. From data-driven marketing and ad targeting to the connected car, Big Data is fueling product innovation and new revenue opportunities. It's creating a culture in which business and IT leaders join forces to realize value from all data. They infuse analytics everywhere and make speed a differentiator, gaining competitive advantage from faster, more informed decisions. Leading organizations are creating new business models, developing new roles, and defining new big data architectures, including an infrastructure that can manage and process exploding volumes of structured and unstructured data, in motion as well as at rest, while protecting data privacy and security. Find out how IBM Big Data and Analytics can transform your business. Visit www.ibm.com slash big data today. 
Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. A place for mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. Attention men, if you have tried or wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, or if you've ordered an over-the-counter product in the last few years, Noxitril is an option that is completely private, has received tremendous reviews, and can be at your door in just days. Pharmaceutical companies dislike us because we present a real option to their higher prices and insurance limitations. After years of research, Noxitril has been developed and formulated in U.S. FDA labs, packed with the highest quality potent ingredients. Noxitril Noxitril is a true breakthrough in male potency. This remarkable all-natural pill is being called Viagra on steroids and is known as a sure winner. So what are you waiting for? Call now and ask how to get your free supply. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle of Noxitril while supplies last. Call 1-800-480-5681. That's 800-480-5681. Free bottles for a limited time, so call now. 800-480-5681. 800-480-5681. Cash flows and money move. The Money Moves Show is dedicated to delivering tips and tools to help you earn more, save more, and protect your hard-earned assets. Host Pamela Fugit Hetrick interacts with her guests and callers every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Recent topics have included what is going on locally with health insurance, tips to maximize your Social Security income, how do you build an emergency fund for your family, Medicare 101 tips, how do you choose and pay for home health care, and many other topics. So tune in, take notes, call and get answers to your financial questions from Pamela Fugit-Hedrick on Money Moves, Thursdays at 7 p.m. That's Money Moves, Thursdays, 7 p.m. on KSEO, AM 1080 Santa Cruz and KOMY 1340 Watsonville and 104.1 on your FM dial. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is Senior Tax Policy Counsel for Tax Analysts, Mr. Robert Goulder. And before the break, we were talking about the astounding number of unproductive hours Americans spend calculating and filing their taxes every year and how this time sink actually leads to the government collecting less money. And speaking of a complex tax code, the overall percentage which businesses pay has been pretty steadily decreasing since the 1950s. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is correct. So, and so the, the burden, yeah, 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 I was wondering why that happened and why the, there's been an increasing burden on the average worker 
in terms of the overall percentage of contribution to federal taxes? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what economists often do is that they will look at income and try to split it into different segments. And they talk about income from capital versus um, income from labor. And the, the general trend, not just in this country, but worldwide, is that we see tax rates or tax burdens on labor income generally rising and tax burdens um, on capital income generally falling. And part of that has to do with the political process. Uh, Laws get made, uh, uh, tax administrations have to promulgate rules and regulations, and often they're somewhat uh, favorable to business uh, because in in, in Washington, D.C., they will lobby the regs or the regulations just like they will lobby uh, Congress when they pass a statute. And and what, what pressures that is what they call global tax competition. In other words, if you have a, a company and you don't give them some sort of a tax break, they might move. Uh, um, they might move overseas, they might move to the Cayman Islands, they might move to, to, to Europe or Asia or someplace. You even see it at the state level where companies will say, hey, we like doing business in Kansas, but if you don't give us a tax break, we're going to move across the, uh, the border there into Missouri and do business there. And then you end up having um, the, 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 the sovereigns involved here having to sort of bid against one another to try to come up with a competitive tax environment. So that functions as a downward pressure on capital income. Um, now, in theory, uh, you want to you want to do that if you're the government because you don't want to risk capital flight. Capital flight would be a bad thing. That's where you wake up in the morning and all the companies, i.e., all your employers, have, have gone off elsewhere. And it's a different phenomenon than the runaway factory. You know, when you hear about companies moving jobs overseas, this doesn't have to do with um, the costs of labor. This has to do with like corporate domicile, where your articles of incorporation are filed and so forth, because corporations are largely based on the concept of residence. So uh, if, you, if you tax them too heavily, capital will flee. So, so that's why you have this downward pressure. And if you're not going to tax capital income as much, the only thing left really is labor income. So there's upward pressure on that. So in other words, these carrots that we use to incentivize businesses to come to our state or to uh, set up factories and and headquarters in the United States as opposed to other countries, those create downward pressure. And so, in fact, even though the corporate rate might be 39 percent, we find that when you add all these incentives together, corporations are actually in reality paying 19 percent or 18 percent. Uh, yes, that's a very astute point, and you've clearly been doing your homework and reading the the, uh, the literature out there. There's 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 a difference between a corporation's statutory rate and their effective rate. Uh, one nuance of the American system is that we have a ridiculously high statutory rate. It's 35% at the federal level, and then when you fold in state and local taxes, the average statutory rate is somewhere around 39 40%. Uh, obviously, it depends. And that's one of the highest in the world. Yeah, that is the highest in, in the industrialized world. There, there was um, a few years ago, Japan's rate was just incrementally higher than ours. Mm-hmm. So, so we thought, well, at least we don't have the highest statutory tax rate <laughs> in the world. We're, 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 <laughs> we're, we're the second, second highest or second worst, if you want to see it in those terms. But then uh, Japan did corporate tax reform. 
uh, just a few years ago. They 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 put some pressure on, on their elected officials, and they changed the Japanese tax code, and they lowered the rate and broadened the base. And as a result, their statutory rates are now lower than ours. So yes, we have. Uh, yeah, I think this is a competition you don't want to win, but we have the highest statutory tax rates in the world. So. I recently heard, uh, we were talking about corporations, but I recently heard a statistic that something in the order of 45% of Americans don't pay any income taxes at all because they don't either have taxable income or they have enough tax breaks to offset that income. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, when you look at the individual side of the, of the tax code, uh, you know, we've got seven individual tax brackets, and they range from 10% up to uh, 39.6%. The the point six bothers me. If they just call it 40% and be done with it, but but. There's also these credits uh, and, and exemptions. For example, there's, there's a, a personal exemption, and depending on how many children you have, if you have a very large family, um, that will help reduce your, your tax bill. Um, child credits, and then there's the, the standard deduction and versus the itemized deduction. And some people, if they don't make very much money, um, Sometimes that standard deduction can wipe out what they owe. There's also something called the EITC, the Earned Income Tax Credit. Uh, this was originally uh, a, a Democratic idea, but it, it, in um, the early 2000s, it, it, it got some support from Republicans as well. Um, President George W. Bush actually increased it um, because, you know, the thinking is, you know, there's there's welfare which you just is an entitlement you just handed out money you hand out to people but with the earned income tax credit in order to get that tax credit and reduce your tax liability you actually have to go out and work you you need a paycheck if you're not working you don't get that credit and the more you work the bigger that credit is now it it doesn't help uh, everybody in the country because it's phased out this is for people in the lower socioeconomic uh, or at at just the lower income brackets really and the EITC has become very popular it's grown over time and that is one of the main reasons why you see people zero out their tax liability. So they'll they'll fill out that form, say the 1040EZ, but when they include um, these credits, including the EITC, it actually zeroes out what you owe. And then you end up owing no income taxes. Now, it doesn't mean they don't pay other taxes. They'd have, you know, like FICA and FUTA payroll taxes. They would pay uh, well, other... Well, sure, but, yeah. but we're talking about a complex tax code that... Uh, takes the effective rate that a business will pay down from 39% to 18 and 19%. Mm-hmm. It allows half of all Americans to not pay any income tax yep. at all to the federal government. And so yep. now the, the pool that is responsible for keeping the government operating is very small and they really get squeezed. Yeah, the American middle class pays for everything. Yes, uh, essentially you hit the nail on the head. Uh, People talk about having skin in the game. This is a classic case of that. Don't you think there's an argument to be made that you're going to be more engaged as a citizen and in the outcomes of American democracy if you're help paying the bill? Absolutely. Now, we have to take another scheduled break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Costa Report.
I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, whose Brut Cuvée is winning wine awards faster than we can name them. What is it about Caraccioli's Brut Cuvée that sets it apart from others? I really think it comes down to both process and really the fruit. Uh, we're in a ideal location to grow Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and being able to harvest that at optimal pick points in Monterey County where you have a climate and soils that produce these grapes in the best way possible. Pulling them earlier on, you still get a lot of fruit expression, but you get a lot of acidity, which gives you the opportunity to make really killer sparkling wine. And our Brute being our flagship wine really kind of has everything that's possible when it comes to sparkling wine. You can always order any of our products directly from us by visiting our website at caracciolicellars.com or just calling the tasting room directly, 831-622-7722. We'd love to help you out, get it processed, and on its way right to your house. Healthcare that fits your Santa Cruz lifestyle. That's why Dignity Health Dominican Hospital and Dignity Health Medical Group Dominican work with you to make personal choices regarding your health. It's the type of care we can offer because we're more than just a hospital and medical group. We're part of this community. Visit DominicanHospital.org to find a doctor and start living healthy today. Healthcare that fits your Santa Cruz lifestyle. Dignity Health. Hello, human kindness. Hi, Registered Pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, it may change your life. In the book Man's Search for Meaning, the Austrian psychiatrist Dr. Viktor Frankl describes his traumatic experience in Nazi death camps and how it led to his creation of logotherapy, therapeutic way of working with the psyche and for healing from post-traumatic stress. According to Frankl, the first step to healing is to find meaning in our harrowing experience. What good can come out of it? How will it make us better, stronger, or more effective? Secondly, we must be able to characterize an endpoint. Can we see the light at the end of the tunnel? And our experience must make sense to us. We have to know why it's happening to us and why we're participating. Say we're confronted with the death of someone close to us. To find the meaning necessary to help us deal with what could otherwise be devastating and overwhelming, logotherapy would have us first find significance in our loss. Maybe it relieved the deceased of their suffering, or possibly we want to apply some religious importance, say they're in a better place, heaven, or in God's hands. Secondly, it would suggest we look for a positive end to our tale of angst. Maybe it'll make the survivor stronger, or perhaps there's some lesson to be learned. And finally, the logotherapist would recommend that we look for a cause and logic, even in the case of seemingly random violence, perhaps by acknowledging randomness itself as part of the overall scheme of life and death, a reflection of the master plan of reality where all beginnings have their end and everything that is born ultimately must die. Pharmacist Ben here, urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine, it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work. Go to kscohealth.com. Make sure you check out the cool videos, too, at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. Hi, I'm Greg. And I'm Marlene. And we're the hosts of Flavors. On KSCO 1080. We're going to be talking about restaurants, cookbooks. Wine and reviews. And all sorts of other things. If you like olive oils, this is the place. So remember to tune in on Sundays at noon. And remember, Flavors Everything.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is Senior Tax Policy Counsel for Tax Analysts, Mr. Robert Goulder. And our topic today is the cumbersome, complex U.S. tax system, something President Trump wants to tackle during his first term in office. Now, how about this statistic that the richest 20% pay the vast majority of taxes collected in America? Is that right? Well, yes, it is. Uh, When you look at our income tax code, the rates get higher as you make more income, and that is done intentionally. It's called a progressive uh, tax code. It varies from something like like the flat tax, which would try to tax everyone at the same rate. So the top rates go all the way up to 39.6%, and that's just the federal taxes, not counting the state taxes. Now, You have an unusual position about income tax. You claim that this progressive tax may be politically uh, a good idea, but not economically. Uh, Well, it encourages uh, concealment. When when, when people are looking around the world and they see the tax rates in other countries, they ask themselves, what can I do um, without lying, cheating, or stealing? What can I do to sort of shelter my income? And there's not that much you can do when it comes to wage income. But in terms of uh, return on capital, um, these high statutory rates on individual income, it creates an incentive to put their money uh, offshore. So in theory, you know, it might be taxable in some other country, but you would probably pick a country where the taxes are very low, say, say you know, 2 or 3%. There's some, some jurisdictions around the world where, where, you know, there are these very low tax rates, and they, they try to raise, the governments try to raise money through other things like tariffs. But you have this incentive, this pressure for people to try to conceal their earnings, um, which they shouldn't do, but the pressure is there. So you understand the economic incentives. Mm -hmm. So, but politically, we all want to feel as though the wealthier you you are, the more you will pay uh, and the less discretionary money you have, the least you will pay. But a, a complex tax code doesn't necessarily work that way because if you're wealthy, you can hire lots of tax experts to help you find those loopholes, as corporations do. They hire buildings of of tax experts to help them find those loopholes that will allow a company like General Electric to legally not pay taxes. Yeah, and you get these absurd results. For instance, um, uh, the famous investor Warren Buffett, he has a lo- now he pays more in tax than his secretary, but his tax rate is lower than his secretary's. And you think, well, how can that be? Well, the secretary has relatively little um, investment income. Most of her income is her salary and wages. Now, that's labor income. And as we talked about before, uh, taxes on labor income have have been increasing over the years. So her tax rate might be, say, say she's in the 28% tax bracket. But when you look at Warren Buffett, uh, notwithstanding his salary, so much of his money comes from essentially a return on an investment. Maybe it's a dividend, maybe it's a capital gain, maybe it's interest income. And there are preferential rules uh, for that. I mean, maybe he's only getting like an 18 or 20% tax rate uh, on his capital gains. So you do get these peculiar results. And when people acknowledge them, 
it, it, it creates for some very awkward moments. Um, one stands out in recent memory. If you go back to 2012 when there was a presidential election between um, uh, uh, Mitt Romney and Barack Obama, and a reporter asked Mitt Romney what he thought his tax rate was, and he said, very honestly. He said, well, I'm get, I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing it's really close to 15% because at mm-hmm. the time that was a capital gains rate. Well, that was the honest answer. And when he eventually released his tax returns, yeah, it came out that it was very, very close to that. So he wasn't trying to play games or be coy or say, look at me, I've got a low tax rate. That's just the answer because there's a, a discount for, for capital gains. Now, there's reasons for that because in theory, you know, the income the capital gains reflect the value of stocks and you have corporations paying tax so in some ways the capital gains almost looks like a second level of of taxes and we don't like to tax the same income twice so oh yes we the... do <laughs> but yeah actually true. we do yeah, we you... like to ta- retax it twice three times four times <laughs> well Just the politicians look. do and economists would say that's a bad idea an economist would say you shouldn't tax the same income twice because you're going to get cascading and you're going to get just n- negative economic outcomes. And the rate can be ho- high, the rate can be low, but you shouldn't, ideally, in a perfect world, you shouldn't tax the the same income twice. Unfortunately, we're not in that perfect world. Well, that that is very well said. And, uh, you know, I have to tell you, I, we were only talking about income taxes, federal and state and sales taxes and capital gains and and, you know, the the normal taxes. But I, I tell my son, we're taxed every day. You go to the DMV, you have a license tax. You know, all of these uh, small government fees, the, the property tax you pay, the sales taxes you pay, the, you know, it, it, it goes on and on. You go to stay at a hotel and whatever rate they gave you is, is false because they're going to add on a, a tourism tax oh, and a totally hotel false. tax. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it goes on and on. So we do if pay you rent a more car, than one. Yeah, rental car taxes. There yeah. you go. So you don't just pay one tax. You pay the tax over and over and over again. And even after you die, you pay a tax. So, state and so gift that, taxes. You can't get away from them. Yeah. You can't get away from them. Uh, unfortunately, we're just about out of time. So uh, let me let me take an, another opportunity to thank you for uh, making time to speak with us today. And we'd love to have you back and continue this conversation because I'll tell you this just, I can only do this a couple times a year because it sends mm-hmm. my blood pressure straight through the roof reach for that bottle of aspirin i am i'm gonna i'm reaching for it right now thank you mr goulder thank you so much before we run out of time i want to take a minute to tell you about the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country blue apron because if you haven't tried blue apron then you don't know how easy and just how much fun it is to have a blue apron box filled with sustainably sourced seafood and beef, chicken, and pork from responsibly raised animals, and produce from farms that practice regenerative farming delivered right to your front door. And when you follow the simple step-by-step recipes from Blue Apron, not only are you in for a meal you'd expect to find in an expensive gourmet restaurant, you'll be shocked to find that it costs you less than $10 a person for all that deliciousness. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can go to Blue Apron right now, right this minute, and choose from meals like spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta salada. Or, or I got another choice for you. 
sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice. Or how about my favorite, Parmesan-crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli. Convenience, quality, affordability, healthy eating, and variety. You get them all with Blue Apron. And right now, listeners of the Costa Report can get three free meals with their first order, and that includes free shipping to you as well, by going to blueapron.com slash Costa. That's blueapron.com slash Costa. Be sure you put slash my last name in there, C-O-S-T-A. You've got to add that in there before, in order to get the three free meals. With the free shipping, that's blueapron.com slash Costa. And then do me a favor. Snap a picture of your Blue Apron meal uh, and send it to me. I, I want to hear all about your Blue Apron experience. And, and I, you know, you can do what I do. I open up the box with my kids in the kitchen and I go, hey, who wants to do what? <laughs> and we look over the, the uh, easy uh, instructions that come with the fresh ingredients. And then we all cook together. And look, you know, I know everybody's really busy, but the one time families can all get together is around the kitchen preparing a delicious and yummy meal. And it's a, you know, it, it's a great way to teach your children how to cook. And uh, now that we've all worked up an appetite, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, I'll explain how a complex tax code favors the wealthy. You're listening to the Costa Report. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. Here's George Foreman with InventHelp. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-350-9514. That's 1-800-350-9514. Again, 1-800-350-9514. 
Listen to people just like you who found pride in service to their community as a member of their local Lions Club. Hi, I'm Lion Bob Younger with Sunnyvale Host Lions. I ran across a lady whose mom lived in Florida and needed hearing aids. I called the district governor in Florida and her mom got hearing aids. Hi, my name is Julie Bach and I'm the president of James Lick High School's Leo Club. We went down to downtown San Jose and we helped the affected families remove the items that need to get thrown out due to the flood and we were really happy to help them. My name is Mark Ariano. I'm the president of the Marina Lions Club. Recently we helped with the Sobrantes fire relief efforts down in the Big Sur area. We were able to help feed, clothe, and house a lot of people. Become a lion and and serve with pride. Find your pride and lots of really good friends at go.centralcoastlions.com. That's go.centralcoastlions.com. Hello, this is Bert Marks with Freedom Forum. People used to freeze in fear when IRS Special Agent Joe Bannister showed up at their door. But now, after battling and winning against the IRS's false charges brought against him, he is dedicated to protecting people's rights and exposing the IRS bag of tricks. Hear the thrilling account of the first whistleblower who stood up to IRS corruption at Freedom Forum, 1917 Avenue, Santa Cruz, Wednesday, April 19th at 7 p.m. Doors open at 6.30, free. Donations welcome. Ed Robertson inviting you to join us for the next edition of TV Confidential, Sunday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. here on KSCO AM 1080 in Santa Cruz. Paul Greed will join us this week as we take a look at the life and career of actor Jeffrey Hunter. He'll join us for that. That's TV Confidential every Sunday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on AM 1080 KSCO. Listen and be heard. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, we have been speaking with Senior Tax Policy Counsel for Tax Analysts, Mr. Robert Goulder, about the subject of tax reform. Now, if you're a regular listener of the Costa Report, then you know that my background is in science. So what that means is that my opinions about policy and politics are primarily shaped by empirical data and the left side of my brain rather than dogma. This is one of the reasons I'm an independent, because being an independent allows me to keep an open mind to the data and the solutions proposed by both sides of the political aisle. I don't really care if a good idea comes from the left or the right or somewhere in between. If it can be proven to have objective merit, then it gets my support. And if not, it doesn't get any support from me. Now, now I understand that America is a very politically divided country uh, at the moment. And the fact that I care more about empirical facts than I do political perspective rubs a lot of folks the wrong way. But maybe, just maybe, when it comes to the subject of tax reform, we might all be able to find common ground and get on the same page. This might be the one hot potato where science can shed a little light. And here's what I mean by that. My area of expertise happens to be complex systems. And when it comes to the U.S. tax code, we're dealing with a highly complex system, one that's over 75,000 pages and 4 million words and continues to grow. 
You heard me mention earlier that the average American will spend more than 13 hours filing their taxes this year, adding up to a whopping six to seven billion hours of completely unproductive filing time just to send money that we owe to our government. Even if you plan to use the easy form this year, it'll take you more than four to five hours to pull your documents together and comply. You also heard me mention that the IRS itself estimates the overall cost for Americans to file every year exceeds $168 billion with a B. But that figure is actually just the tip of the iceberg because it doesn't take into consideration the taxes which would be generated if some of those six to seven billion hours we spend figuring out what we owe the government were spent on work for which we would be paid. In other words, if some part of the six to seven billion hours was taxable income instead of time wasted on filing our taxes, imagine the additional tax dollars the IRS would take in. Now add this amount to the revenue the government would take in from corporations who use legal loopholes built into that four million word tax code And we can see that the government is a big winner if we move to a simpler tax collection system. So why not move to a fair or a flat system as soon as possible? Well, that's a good question and one which leads right to the heart of the matter. The more complex the tax code, the more it favors the wealthy and resourceful who can hire buildings of tax lawyers who specialize in finding the loopholes which will allow mega corporations to legally avoid paying $1 in taxes. With a simple flat or fair tax, there are no loopholes. And that's the last thing those who have the ability to hire teams of experts really want. Now I know that when I make this point, the counter-argument that the top 20% of Americans pay 87% of the total income tax generated in the U.S. always pops up. But the problem with that statistic is that it has to be looked at in context. The overall taxes businesses and corporations contribute has been trending downward since the 1950s. And up to 46% of Americans are paying no income tax at all, zero. And these two factors overinflate the contributions of the most wealthy. Looking at the data, it's pretty clear to me that the current tax system is stacked against the average American worker who is shouldering the majority of the taxes collected by the United States especially the person who's filing their own return or runs a small business and is using a local CPA to give them a little help. This is no match for the kinds of experts General Electric can hire, and we all know that in our guts. There's not one good reason the United States should not move toward the simplest tax collection system possible, a system that's so simple There's no way to cheat. That's right. The simpler the system, the more honesty and transparency it will demand. And with honesty and transparency comes fairness 
for all Americans, not the, just those that are the most resourceful. And that's the way I see it. I know that Donald Trump had a, and his administration had a tough time trying to get uh, health reform through Congress. When he chose health reform as the first initiative, I was shaking my head. I said, oh, my goodness, this is this is a political football and he won't be able to get all Republicans in line. And I was right about that. But I think that rather than make more attempts at health care, we re- what we really ought to do is we ought to move to an efficient taxing taxation system that allows the federal government to take more money in than they're taking in right now, take care of some of our deficits, some of our overspending, put that money back into Social Security where the government has borrowed at the peril of of baby boomers who will soon be retiring, and come up with a system that doesn't allow corporations and the very wealthy to exploit loopholes or lower their capital gains uh, taxes by moving money offshore. This is something that I think the Democrats and the Republicans ought to be able to get together, not on every issue, but on true and real needed tax reform, because we do need it. Now, today I've been talking about the need for tax reform, and every year Americans spend about six to seven billion hours filling out their returns and how much stronger the economy would be and how much more money from taxable wages the government would benefit from if that time spent filing were spent working. And speaking of ways to make our economy stronger, I have a question for you. Are you hiring? And if you are, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all of the top job sites, cover every single base, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. ZipRecruiter is the most efficient way to fill any job opening, whether you're looking for an executive, an experienced specialist, or you have an entry-level position to fill. ZipRecruiter is the fastest and easiest way to find the ideal person for the job. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies as well as thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, Listeners of the Costa Report can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. That's right. It's completely free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash report. R-E-P-O-R-T. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. And be sure you get the word report in there so you get the free offer. And that just about wraps up our first hour. Uh, Boy, it has flown by. And I think it's because all of this talk about taxes has really gotten my blood pressure going. And if you're like me, uh, which I'm sure you are not, 
you have probably waited to the last minute to have to face the uh, filing your taxes. It is not my favorite time of the year, and it so happens, it happens to coincide with just about the time that I'm planning my birthday party. <laughs> so I don't know. That, that You know what? That's a definition of a basket case, isn't it? Uh, if your station is leaving us after this first hour, my guest next week is the governor of Washington State, Mr. Jay Inslee, who's going to weigh in on the energy independence executive order, the future of sanctuary cities, and how Obamacare is working in Washington State. Don't miss Jay Inslee right here on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. You're listening to the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.